Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Hello, welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. My name is Jay. I am joined today by Little Uran, the stat man. How are you, mate? Yeah, mate. It's just us two today. Just us two today. Wait. The mates are running the asylum. I know. When was the last time it was just us? <laughs> um, it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? It's been before me, yeah. I know. I, I, see, I seem to have like done a lot with the other two, just not you. <laughs> <laughs> I see how this is. I see how this is. Five. Um, yeah, but well, we're going to be talking about Raw and SmackDown today. Um, before we do get started, I'd just like to say rest in peace, New Jack. Aaron's one of Aaron's favourites, isn't he, mate? Aye. Uh, as, con- as controversial as he is, he done a lot for the for the yeah. wrestling. Aye. <clears throat> the craps. That, Dax from Dax from FTR was saying that New Jack's like one of his top five promos. Which yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. Take away the stabbing and attempted murder and assaults. That's what we're celebrating. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But yeah, um, anyway, we're not wanting to talk about um, that dark side of the ring. We're to talk about a different dark side of the ring, which is three hours of Raw. Um, Before we do get started on that, uh, if you want to let us know what you thought on about the show, you can find us on social media, uh, Untitled Rest Pod on Twitter and Discord, and Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook. Let us know what you thought and join the conversation. Um, also, before we get started, Aaron, have you got any tidbits for us, mate? Where is my tidbits? Where is my tidbits? Where is my tidbits? <laughs> <laughs> Mandy Rose entering. <laughs> oh, right. Hey, we're doing 14th and 15th of May. Um, and the 14th of 1938, I hope he talked like his daughter did. Like this. Butcher Vachon is born. Christ alive. Um. In 1951, he's dull as fuck, so I didn't hear a good thing for him. Tennessee Lee is born. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's manager in that. Oh, Colonel Robert Parker. Aye, that one. Oh, he's great. I like Ten- Tennessee Lee. Tennessee Lee, aye. Uh, in 1955, uh, Hanson popped his eye out once in a match. Vader is born. <laughs> Hanson popped his eye out once in a match of ages, but yeah, okay. Can't argue with that, can you? No. Um, in 1968, uh, Bart Gunn knocked him the fuck out once. Dr. Dusty Williams is born. Jesus. 
this is how the show's getting off, mate. Is, is this? Is this... <laughs> Go on, what are you got next? Uh, and finally, he's Cody's mate. Matt Cardona was born in 1985. <laughs> he's so red. He's so red. Uh, and that's the birthdays for the four teams. So, uh, and the four teams in 1985, the first ever WWF in your house show. Uh, matches on the card. Bret Hart beat Hakushi. Uh, Razor Ramon beat Jeff Jarrett in the roadie. Uh, Mabel beat Adam. They're both meant to be like. They're both meant to be like quite good matches, aren't they? Bret Hart and Akushi and uh, Razor and Jarrett. Yeah, well, I've, I think I've seen the main event, not the main event, the other match. Um, Bret Hart beat Je- sorry Jerry King Waller beat Bret Hart, so Bret Hart pulled double duty. Pulling uh, double duty back then, that wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, Owen Hart and Yokozuna beat the Smoking Guns for the tag titles to retain the tag titles. Uh, and Diesel beat Psycho Sid to retain the WWF title by DQ. By DQ. In 2005, we'll go straight to 2005. Ring of Honor presents Nowhere to Run. Uh, Matches on the card. Generation Next, Roderick Strong and Jack Evans beat Alex Shelley and Delirious. Uh, Homicide beat Doug Williams. Yep. Uh, Nigel McGuinness beat Colt Cabana. Uh, Austin Aries the Blurt retained the Ring of Honor title versus Brian Danielson. Austin Aries the Blurt. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that sums it right up. <laughs> and in the main event, to finish the rivalry, CM Punk beat Jimmy Rave in a cage match. Nice. Um, if you haven't been on Twitter or haven't realised, Jimmy Rave has lost his arm and he needs to get his... He's got a... He, he needs a prosthetic. He's got to go for me. Wow. Um, do check it out. Because Jimmy Rave is a very, very like kind of unsung hero in wrestling. Yep. Very, very good. <clears throat> uh, we go to the 15th now uh, 1957 the last of the brothers Kevin Von Erich is born now the last of the brothers <laughs> Jesus Christ Aaron I, I could have went darker than that I tell you I know you could have gone darker than that but Jesus so Christ. much darker um, that was still pretty dark <laughs> <laughs> in 1958 damn Ron Simmons is born damn Damn! <laughs> in nineteen eighty-one, he's the one lucky guy that spent the night with ODB. Cody Diener is born. That's how he debuted in uh, Impact. Yeah, yeah. You're with me, okay? Right. Uh, different 19- time, different time. <laughs> in nineteen eighty-three, filthy Tom Waller is born. Uh, nice. And. Night, finally, for birthday is 1995. I'm embarrassed he's the same age as me. Dragon Lee is born. Dragon Lee's birthday's today? Yeah. And he's the same age as you? He's the same age as me. <laughs> Sad, that isn't is, it, mate? That is depressing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1992, in the 15th, AAA is, born, is launched. Not born, launched. What year? 
Oh, really? I thought it was well old, not Yeah, I, I thought oh, it was Oh, no, it's CML, CML's the old one, isn't it? Yeah, CML's the ancient one. Uh, straight to 2005, TNA presents Hard Justice. Uh, yes, boy. Quite a surprisingly like big card here. I hope you're ready, Jay. Right. I'm born ready. Raven beat Sean Waltman in a Clockwork Orange House of Fun match. Yeah, see? Okay. Um, if you don't know what a House of Fun match is, anyone listening, it's basically massive poles in the corner, a steel chain tied around them, like all linked together, and there's weapons hanging from it. And they might decide to put a cage match at the edges, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it's been weird, isn't it? <clears throat> it was an all over the place match, but uh, Monty Brown and the Outlaw, that's Billy Gunn, beat DDP and Ron Killens. Uh, Christopher Daniels beat the Shocker to retain X Division title. Shocker, the only thing I know about him is he was a wrestler that um, bullied Carl Pilkington on an idiot abroad when he went to Mexico. All right. <laughs> He's that guy. <laughs> I seem to recall him being like half decent. Like, I, I, I not not memorable that. enough that he's done anything since, but yeah, he, he, he had a good match with Christopher Daniels. Not that it's hard because Christopher Daniels is great. Exactly. Um, I best last eliminated Ron Killens in the gauntlet for the gold match to become the number one contender. So it technically wasn't a gauntlet for the gold. <laughs> Oh, TNA never change. <laughs> uh, and in the main event, AJ Styles, after having an open um, opening memorial for Chris Candido, because it was a couple of weeks before, uh, beat Jeff Jarrett to win his third NWA title with Tito oh, nice. Ortiz as referee. I forgot they brought in Tito Ortiz <laughs> <laughs> multiple <laughs> times as well. Yep. It was going well with the Chris Candido Memorial and then beating Jeff Jarrett for the third title. T.O.R.T.'s. T.O.R.T.'s. It's just spunk a load of money on some uh, fighter who doesn't have any interest in actually wrestling. Was he not first like introduced when it was him and Ken Shamrock and they tried to make a thing out of it? Yeah, all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and then he did a similar thing later on with him and Rampage Brown. Yeah, all right, okay, yeah. Uh, in, in 2011, still still sticking with TNA, Jay. Like, whoa. TNA, 2011. 2011, TNA presents oh, Sacrifice. I mean, sacrifice. I, I've written down the card. It's hit and miss, right? Mexican America beat Ink Ink. If only Big Tasty that's, was here. That's like literally <laughs> Big Tasty's idea of hell. <laughs> You've got Anarchia and Ink Ink in the same ring. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Brian Kendrick beat Robbie. If you don't know who Robbie is, it's Robert Stone in NXT now. Uh, Mickey James retained the knockouts title versus Madison Rain. Kazarian um, beat Max Buck to retain the X Division title. Max Buck being obviously young Buck, Matt Jackson. See, it all makes sense. Max and Jeremy Buck. Max and Jeremy Buck. (laughs) Uh, Crimson beat Abyss. That's amazing. Red's big brother. (laughs) K-Fade, big brother. 
Keefe Big Brother. Yeah. Um, Crimson's having a resurgence in NWA at the moment. Fucking hell. <laughs> must, be, must be a fair age now, surely. He, he looks exactly the same, to be honest. I, wasn't he like, wasn't he only like in his early 20s when he was wrestling in, in pop? Maybe. Oh, okay. Fair. Uh, Beer Money retained the tag titles versus Immortal. Do you remember Immortal? Because I don't. Matt Hardy and Chris Harris. It was. <laughs> I knew. Matt Hardy Ooh. and Chris Harris. Oh, Chris Harris. Fucking yeah. hell. Like the shit ones of both teams, isn't it? <laughs> it's like it's like a team of Marty Genesis. Oh, oh, Jesus, wet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Immortal was Hogan's like shit faction, wasn't it? I him and Jeff's. Hi, okay. Easy, uh, easy. How did Matt Harding and Chris Harris end up in it? <laughs> um, because they had fuck all else to do. I think, why, I think why was Chris Harris back in TNA in 2011? That's my question. Because <laughs> he'd just been fired for being Braden Walker. Well, that's true. Um, I, if I remember rightly, Matt, had, Matt was like feuding with beer money, but he kept getting different partners. Ah, okay. So I, think, got... I think I'm pretty sure he tagged with Road Warrior Animal at one point, and he tagged with um, Rick Steiner as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was, it was a bad time, mate. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer beat AJ Styles in an ODQ match. Uh, uh, Kurt Angle teamed up with China to beat Jeff and Karen Jarrett. Our first match, oh, pardon me, our first match back in nine years. And it was yeah. our last ever match. Uh, Sting beat Rob Van Dam to retain the world title. There you go. There's my lovely tips for this evening. I I watched that pay-per-view and I can't remember half the matches I. The only the only ones I can remember weirdly are Tommy Dreamer and AJ Styles, because Tommy Dreamer had like some weird singlet thing on. Where like he he like he like took off his shirt to like hype up his finishing move. And he had like some like gold like singlet thing on underneath. It looked it looked awful. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and uh, then obviously China. Yeah. yeah. But thank you very much for your tidbits there, darling. Uh, should, we get right. into, should we get into some more bad times and talk about Raw? Oh, gosh. I mean, that, that wasn't bad. That was just... Uh... <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was just there wasn't really anything happening, which it, in its own way is bad, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, um, so we... If you stick with us, we will be doing predictions as well at the end. We will. I, I hope you've got the card ready because I, 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 I was guesting on a podcast yesterday and I completely forgot that it was Backlash this weekend. And they were asking yeah. me for predictions. I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, <laughs> Backlash at the weekend. I was like, oh, shit. Wow. You wouldn't know with these like being go-home shows. Let's put it that way. Um, so Raw yeah. opens with... Charlotte, Nair and Shayna versus Asuka, Dana and Mandy. Um, New music for Mandy and Dana? Or was it last week? I think they, they had it last week. They had it last week. Yeah. Because um, Troy asked me about it last week and I was like, I'll be honest, I don't pay attention to them. So they might have had it for ages. Yeah. 
They had very con- country style music beforehand. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the faces clear the ring, uh, drop the heels out uh, early on. Alexa's music hits, and then um, she's like sat on the stage with Lily with like the playground, and she says she's watching someone. Um, they're, they're here to keep their eye on someone, specifically they. Yeah. Both of them. I, I have a feeling that they're going to have a women's wrestler debut as Lily and Alexa's going to manage it. I've, I've got a horrible feeling they're going to do that. Sister Abigail all over again. Bray Wyatt with her dress on. <laughs> it'll, it'll be... No, it'll just be Raquel Gonzalez with a cane mask. <laughs> um, oh, no. So, yeah. Um, Alexa does some spoopy voodoo stuff to Shayna. Um, Shayna's like that. <laughs> She ends up getting gout in her leg and just yeah. wiggle it. <laughs> to be fair, like credit to, credit where credit due, Shayna made that a bit believable. Yeah. Like she did the best she could with that fucking shite. Uh, <laughs> the fact it just we wiggled, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, even Shayna like, played it off brilliantly. Yeah, uh, Asuka wins with a, a shining wizard. Uh after Shayna's legs start going weird. Um, after the match, Charlotte beats down Asuka and Alexa and Lily laugh and they're kind of like staring down. Alexa's staring down like Charlotte in particular, but also Nair and Shayna. So I'm guessing it's one of those three. I'm hoping it's Charlotte because then it gets it out the fucking title picture and doing more shite. <laughs> Charlotte's never getting into that title picture. Let's just face it. <laughs> A man can dream, mate. Uh, I've um, got in my notes here this was the big note I've got Shayna's leg well, goes funny like a not quite set jelly <laughs> it was like she was doing interpretive dance yeah <laughs> but as I, as I say like credit where credit due she, sh- she sold it brilliantly right. like she she was convincing enough when she sold it um, so after this uh, Riddle scoots up to the new day and he like kind of surprises them. He says thanks for the registration papers, which was just brilliant. Like I, yeah. I love that they're playing off the whole tag team registration thing. Um Riddle wants to throw tomatoes at Omos and um Bromatoes. Bromatoes and uh, bro-matos. um the new they want to throw bro nuts and they, they can't get any of it. Um Riddle then starts laughing about the fact Orton got tomatoes and then he turns around and finds out uh, that Orton's behind him. <laughs> and uh, then Orton says that he finds ending careers funny and setting people on fire um, gimmick great. infringement setting people on fire gimmick infringement on who? Kane <laughs> it's alright mate it's alright don't worry there's, there's more there's more gimmick infringement I've got to talk about from, from Smackdown oh, side of things oh, so no. don't worry about that um <laughs> So uh, after this, we see uh, MVP entering Braun's locker room. He says, "Bobby didn't beat Braun; Drew did." And MVP says, "If Bobby had, if, if Bobby had to, not that he will. He'd rather it be uh, that he lost it, uh, loses to Braun, not Drew." He says, "If Drew were to get injured, then it would be a singles match." And Braun says he doesn't like MVP. Right, I've got an issue with this. I mean, I've got an what? issue with the whole show, but this one stuck out like I saw her. Um, so they show you a replay just before they go into Bronze Locker. They show you a replay of what happened at Elimination Chamber. Lashley mm. coming out in that. Sorry, they talk about it. No mention of the Miz winning the title. No mention of the Miz taking the title. 
no mess of me- no mention of Miz cashing in money in the bank. They played it off like last they won it at Chamber. <laughs> Skim over don't the worry about <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. Even the Miz skims over the Miz these days. Um, after this, we see Sonya talking to Charlotte and then um, Pierce speaking. This is weird. So they had Sonya in, in Pierce's office talking to Charlotte. And then straight after the break, Pierce was in there and Sonya and Charlotte weren't. And it was like, well, the fuck did they go? There's two separate doors. Uh, in way and an out way. COVID met. And one yeah, and no, but what I'm saying is like <laughs> purely Pierce would have walked into that and seen them. Yeah, seen them see. conniving. Um, but yeah, um, so Pierce is speaking to Priest, uh, Miz and Morrison enter, and Priest says if Morrison can uh, be Priest, that Miz and Morrison get to pick the stipulation of Backlash. Uh, but if he wins, he does, and Pierce makes it official. Um, we then get the, re- the official return because we got the unofficial return on main event last week of Top Shagger, Jinder Mahal. Top um, Shagger. Why, why did he debut on main event? This is... I, I think they did like a dry run of, of this thing. It was pretty much the exact same match. Right, okay. I, I, I went back and watched for research purposes. Oh, it was okay. like, it was literally like this, the exact same match um, of just Jinder basically squashing Jeff. Um, so yeah, Jinder introduces his new henchman, Veer and Shanky. Um, Shanky. It's <laughs> a surname, isn't it? What a name. It's just a, a one-word name and you go with Shanky. It's, it, it's like Spanky all over again. I mean, <laughs> see, with, with Veer, I, I instantly think it sounds like foot cream or something like that. <laughs> um, that just might be me, though. Uh, so yeah, Jeff Jeff goes after Jinder from the bell. Uh, Jinder just wipes him out with a big boot. Uh, he focuses on Jeff's neck, keeps him grounded for most of the match. He fights out of a twist of fate. It's like a really nice looking knee lift, like a like Triple H is like jumping knee, and then um, hits the collapse on Jeff to win. It it was a little bit weird that Veer and Shanky didn't get involved at all. They were just there. Well, I think I think they're trying to make Mahal bigger than what we all think he is. That's not to be a bad thing. Like if you're wanting to make How stars. Dare you hinder gender. I have hindered gender, but don't you hinder gender. The issue is they've got Jeff Hardy there just he didn't get much offense in this match at all. Yeah. Well, ha- that's the thing. How do you not have anything for Jeff Hardy? I know. It's unreal. It, it it's like with Jeff as well, you could put him in that role that Sheamus is in, where he's like the champion and he's elevating people by defending his belt against them. Yeah. You could you could put him on SmackDown, give him the Intercontinental title, have him elevate the guys around him with that belt. Um, but instead, they've just got him just jobbing to gender. Orton doesn't need to be in a tag team with riddle there was well, this whole issue that they're wanting to bring in new faces because their top guys are in tag teams well you put them in these tag teams <laughs> Hope, hopefully that means that a uh, Damien Priest's getting a nice little push after a uh, backlash then 
after dealing with the moist sea superstar Johnny Drip Drip oh. and the Mace. <laughs> Let me start it. Um, so anyway, moving on. Um, we see Riker telling Elias that he's got enough tomatoes. Uh, AJ come, comes in and tells him to take it serious. Almost crushes a tomato and then AJ just like, we hate tomatoes and just bumps off. Yeah. Um, and that goes that pretty much brings us straight into like the match as well, which is RK Bro and the New Day versus Elias Riker, AJ and Omos. Um which hey. was a bit of a weird one, really, wasn't it? Like I, I've got a lot of notes on commentary. <laughs> it seems uh, to be. I mean, oh. there wasn't really a whole lot going on in the match. It was essentially Riddle working over like it was pretty much Elias and Riker were just taking all the all the offense from the faces. AJ and Omos came in, looked all right, and then more Elias and um, Riker. At one at one point um, near the end, uh, knew they kind of like grab AJ by his ankles and just spin him around on the floor, <laughs> and you could tell AJ was absolutely hating that. Like you could just see it on his face, like they were just. Being absolute dickheads about it, which I love. I see. I, I find that kind of thing funny because you could tell, like, they were just messing with the mate. Yeah, um, I, but obviously they're on TV to millions all over the world. Yeah, uh, Omos chases them off anyway. Orton then RKO's Elias out of nowhere to win, and after the bell hits the new day, um, both with RKO's and Riddle's kind of like trying to not laugh and be like, "Well, we're gonna lose all our friends, bro." How are, how are we meant to have friends if you keep doing stuff like this? Ooh. Shut up, Riddle. <laughs> shut up, you idiot. Shut up. Um, um, speaking of people we were wanting to shut up, uh, Cody Graves decides to just ridicule Saxton. <laughs> hey, that's Troy's best mate. Leave him alone. <laughs> um, basically, well, it starts off all right. Uh, Cody Graves goes... Saxton, you've been here longer than me. I've never heard of a registration form, and I've been a tag team champion for Christ's sake. Yeah, see, he's he's not wrong. Um, I, this is from Cody Graves again. I feel like I'm watching an edition of Adult Swim without the enhancements. You wouldn't know Byron, but there's only one time adults watch cartoons. <laughs> I, I beg to differ there, but okay. I exactly. Uh, Byron says the phrase tomato-based revenge, and then Corey Graves go, a 40-year-old man said that on main cable TV. Uh, and then <laughs> and Wait, Byron, Byron's 40. Well, 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 that's what they said. That's what Graves says, right? And Bert goes, for a 40-year-old, you look remarkable. Uh, Byron goes, I'm only 36. <laughs> Byron's 36. Byron's 36. He's like a child, isn't he? Yes. <laughs> and also, just... you think about it, he's just been there, like in that same role. Like, you talk about like this match not being interesting. Obviously, not. If commentary are just taking the piss it, in Byron. <laughs> I, as I say, it was like. There was some cool double team stuff with the New Day, and there was like, as I said, most of it was just Elias and Riker bit like being made to look shit because they are. 
Yeah. And then AJ and Omos looked good and all the other teams around them looked good, but except for Elias and Riker. It's the sort of match that the shit is for us because it was neither ridiculously bad or incredibly good. It was just... It, yeah, it was all okay. right. It just wasn't... <laughs> it, it, I was expecting a lot more out of it. Yeah, it, it was just think, there. It done its job, mm, basically. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't overstay its wealth either, to be fair. It no. wasn't like... That those other matches that have happened this on both shows that I thought would what like why are they doing this this long, um, which we'll get to shortly. Um, so yeah, uh, Sonia then calls Rhea and asks her into the the office and says they'll face each other. Uh, Rhea basically says, "Oh yeah, Charlotte's on this and she and Sonia denies it, and then Rhea's like, "I saw you talking to Charlotte." So that's nice that they're actually acknowledging. That they, they can watch a screen. They can watch a screen, yeah. They're capable of watching the screen while getting ready. <laughs> someone's text rear and said, hey, you've just shown this on the screen, girl. Um, I just find I, it used it used to be funny when fucking, like, in the early 2000s or that, you'd see Triple H just in the locker room, sitting down, getting his gear on. The TV's in the background, this wee TV. He's not watching it. It's just on. <laughs> You can see everything happening. <laughs> this is great. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so, yeah, then um, Ke- Kevin asks Bobby what um, he's looking to prove by facing Drew. Um, MVP says it's a foregone, and Kevin asks what, what the outcome of the triple threat will be, and he'll actually get angry and says it'll be both. Um Kevin asks uh, about like the rumours that uh, MVPs approach Braun and MVP refuses to comment on ongoing business discussions. He said, I thought it was great. Good little line there by MVP. Um, yeah. We then get Seamus versus Humberto Carrillo, which they've, they've obviously done this thing the last couple of weeks, haven't they, where Humberto's tried to answer the open challenge and Seamus just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, so Seamus says he's the baddest fella on Raw and he doesn't want to walk in the footsteps of former champs and he wants to carve out his own legacy um, he says they used to give title shots to anybody and he says even Verk who's out of his depth on commentary <laughs> like fucking hell man come on been there for like four weeks let him let him fucking be out of his depth let him, let him improve with him. yeah don't <laughs> don't be giving him shit already because then that that's just like an invitation for the fans to pile on him um, aye exactly and I, I don't think he's terrible. I just think he's, you can he's tell bland. he's like new at it. He's... Yeah, but that's what he wants. That's what they want that kind of guy to be. Like yeah. Michael Cole. You want him to be like as fucking bland and like brown bread as possible because then he's like the other guy kind of is the big charisma one, which is when you look at Cole and uh, McAfee, for example, that shows a lot. You look yeah. at what they're trying to do with Verk and Corey Graves and God loves to try it. Um, <laughs> so uh, Seamus says if uh, Carrillo can beat him he'll get a title shot um, and then Humberto comes out uh, Seamus overpowers him early on controls him with a lot of stiff strikes Humberto it's like a big like jumping arm dragon goes for a baseball slide but Seamus just grabs him by his ankles and yanks him off the apron and then throws him into the timekeeper's area um, Seamus controls Carrillo every, every time Carrillo tries to fight back Seamus just beats him down uh, this felt like it was going down the direction of a squash match, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. What, once he got thrown into the um, 
bellkeeper's area, mm. it just seemed to not go very well for him after that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Carrillo manages to reverse a top rope white noise into a top rope hurricane runner. And then he, go, he goes for a sunset bomb uh, onto the floor. Um, and it looked like it was a botch. Um, Seamus like. Well, <laughs> it was a botch. Um, it was a botch. He ba- basically, Humberto didn't like didn't rotate enough, so Seamus just landed on his chest and knocked the wind out of him, and the ref had to end up stopping the match. Um, I, I think it was more of, because it was a powerbomb coming off the apron, like you're meant to like pull him down. But I think he just let Seamus fall back instead of mm. actually pulling him. So I don't think he got the whole like space to get free, basically. Yeah. E- either way, um, Humberto's okay, which is the important thing. Um, he just got the win. He got the win badly knocked out of him, which you would do if you had the two hundred and sixty-five pound Irish man land on your chest. Um, to be fair, when he done it, I thought it was a leg injury when it happened. Well, yeah, because he like he did his leg his went knee. from under him, and he held like a he held like his tailbone, didn't he, and his hamstring. Yeah, maybe maybe he tweaked his hamstring as he did it, which is why he didn't get to rotate it properly. Either yeah. way, the, the the important thing is he's okay. Um, we then get a Lucha, a Lucha house party vignette. Um, it looks like they're getting repackaged a bit. They're talking about being Lucha lit, and they're wearing suits now. Um, Lucha yeah. things. <laughs> I mean, one one of our biggest criticisms is that WWE don't do enough work with their tag teams. At least they're putting a bit of investing a little bit of time in one, I guess. But it this didn't really do anything for me. No, it, it's like the thing is though when we last seen them, they were in uh, Dusty Classic. They were doing well. I think they got to what semis, maybe. Pretty sure it was the semis they got to. They got beat by Legado, didn't they? Yeah, there you go. Um, was it Legado or was it MSK? I think it might, I, I don't know. I think it was I'm MSK, sure, actually. I'm sure it was MSK. They got to the semis. Or Grizzled. Because, obviously, um, they needed them to look good because it was, was it Mania weekend that weekend? Or a Chamber? Or they, were, chamber. They, had, they had a tag title match anyway. So They, they had, had a tag strong. title match against the hair business on Raw the night before they got eliminated from the, um, the Dusty Classic. Uh, there you go. And so, they got squashed by the hair business. Basically, well, as it, soon as they got killed in the fucking main show tag title match, they just got done. <laughs> but at least one one like positive from it is they were shown footage of them from the Dusty Classic and in NXT where they were actually made to look exciting. Yeah. And not just two job guys. Um yeah, I'm, I'm as I say, I'm glad to invest in a tag team. I just, you make a good point though that it could be like too little, too late sort of thing because they've been shot on so much. Yeah, it's it's the classic fucking WWE thing though, isn't it? They, they shit on someone too much that when they try and build, it's like why should I care? Um, Look at Dolph Ziggler. Yep, I'll say it. Like I'll stick up for him, but. Times it's we, just like come on. We got dangerously close to having that with Cesaro. Yeah, exactly. Dangerously close. It's only that the last like four or five months have happened that Cesaro's like basically. Yeah. Um we then get speaking of things I don't care about, we get an Eva Marie vignette. Uh, it's just it's the same one as last week. I, I've just written down Eva Marie shite. 
and just <laughs> cracked on. Honestly. Yeah. It was the I exact same honest. honesty I had last week as well. It was stupid. Um, oh, so. don't let your dreams come true. I did. You could be just like me. Fuck off. Get in the bin. <laughs> Can't be honest with you. Didn't she leave WWE because she failed a piss test? Is that what it was? She oh. she got she got suspended for a wellness violation and didn't agree with it, so she just left. She, she just quit the it. company. <laughs> she didn't agree with I, it. I, I, think, I, think, <laughs> I think it was one of those things where, like, because with the wellness violate with the wellness policy, they've got like the whole subscription thing, haven't they? Where, oh, not subscription, prescription thing. Sorry, where if it's not backdated to a certain time and you you test for something. I, in your prescriptions out of date, you, you can fail it. And I think that's what happened with her, to be fair. She had she failed something because she'd been she'd been taking medication that she'd been taking all her life. And not told them basically. No, a, a prescription like had expired, so she hadn't got it like backdated. And that's uh, why she failed it. Either way, it was it was a silly thing. Um, anyway, getting the bit. She's not done anything since leaving WWE from what uh, I can tell. Um, it's just modeling because she was modeling for that fucking energy drink that has the two colors, like the helmet with the two colors. Oh, she, was a, uh, she was a mo- model for that, basically. Fair enough. Um, yeah. anyway, we go, we go then to um, to Cedric Alexander versus Shelton Benjamin. I, I, I was very happy Shelton came out to his old music, like. Not, not the ain't no stopping me, like no. the one that he came back with, which is yeah. still a banger. Um, the match was this match was weird though. Like, so Cedric's toying with Shelton for the whole match. Um, he hits a dragon screw over the ropes and like just goes after uh, Shelton's knee. And for the pretty much most of the match, Cedric controlled it like he really did. Um, yeah. there was a really cool spot where he goes for a heel hook on Shelton and Shelton managed to reverse it into a sharpshooter. Which was ridiculously smooth for what it was, um, and then Cedric dives on Shelton. He goes, he goes for another, and Shelton hits like that pop up knee does, which always looks impressive. Yeah, especially when you take into account that Shelton's like in his forties and he's still able to do something like that. I think the first few times he brought it out, I think I like put it in my notes every single time that we knee and brought it yeah. up every single week. <laughs> The, the height he got on it though was mental um, Cedric dodges uh, pay there and hits a neuralizer and then he just he literally spends like a minute or two just berating Shelton just getting in his face telling telling commentary to like tell, like say the age of Alexander starting and all that just really good heel work um, and I th- what I thought was really cool was Shelton uh, one with the T-bone suplex which is like yeah old it's finisher. classic yeah like my- um, it was, it was literally the only note I've got for this match is Benjamin wins with a T-bone suplex. Yeah. Like, I, holy fuck. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed, like, the, not that it was very long, but I enjoyed the story they were telling. Well, I didn't expect Benjamin to win it, to be honest. No, I didn't. I, no, I, I, I popped. I, <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought, all right, this is Vince just, like, putting the final nail in Shelton's coffin. Um, Shelton should have stayed with Suzuki Goo. She was just on it. Shelton X Benjamin. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Suzuki is recruiting again. Uh, go back to Japan, Shelton. Yeah, right. Suzuki will bring you go, on again. Go back to Japan. 
rejoin Suzuki Goon. Have a little tag team with Taichi. That, that's that with you and you do all the stuff. That team was just this team was just an excursion from New Japan. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Young Lion, Shelton Benjamin. He's gonna he's gonna come back in like the little black tights and the little black boot. Um <laughs> so yeah, uh, after this, uh, we see Gaza getting a photo shoot and Drew Gulak confronts Gaza for humiliating him last week and um, Gaza says next time he'll shove it down his throat. This was a bit weird. Now, he's humiliated after what happened, right? But he's been running a bit for the 24-7 title, playing games of r for God knows how many months. Just embarrassing himself. Yeah, but r didn't shove a rose up his ass, did he, mate? <laughs> Roses have thorns. That would have been fucking prickly, getting it out. Uh, was the ro- was the thorn removed though? Was that like one of these shopping roses, or was that one fresh at the fucking? Flare? I haven't got a clue. No, WWE <laughs> probably didn't be thorny. Uh, no, they 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 didn't think of it. Any they of probably that. left the thorn the thorns on so uh, cool. I can pay his dues. Um, <laughs> uh, after this, we get Asuka versus Rhea for like the eighth time in about three weeks. Um, uh, on our on Rio's sidebar thing, um, being twenty four years old is more important than being NXT champion. Yeah, <laughs> clearly. It's just oh, I hate the sidebar so much. It's always pissed. I, I just ignore them, mate. I don't even pay attention to them anymore because it's always just nonsense. Um, so yeah, um, it's always re- shit. Yeah, uh, Rhea blocks a, a back fist and slaps Asuka and then Asuka like sweeps the legs and just and Rhea throws Asuka around that's pretty much most of the match um, just Asuka getting lots of lots of strikes off Rhea throwing Asuka around um, Asuka misses a, um, an apron hunk hip attack Rhea drives Asuka into the apron and then Charlotte's music hits and Asuka backfists Rhea off the apron um, Charlotte Goat is on commentary after the break she, got, she says she got this match booked because she wanted to study a competition um, and not that, and like the nice wanting them to beat each other up, yeah. basically. She, um, she, she admits she wanted the match, she asked, so yeah, to pick the match. Does, to be to be fair, Charlotte was doing some fucking awesome heel work here. Um, yeah, she always does. Like that's the she, thing. She's she she's a natural it. heel. She's yeah. she's a she's a natural heel. That's the thing. She's like really good at it. Don't don't try and make her a baby face when she's really fucking good at it being a heel. Same with Orton. Orton's like a natural heel, so don't try and make him a babyface. Unless the fans start fucking cheering him, and then do. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. Rhea beats down Asuka. Asuka fights out with an electric chair at ringside and hits a sliding knee. Uh, Charlotte distracts Asuka and then Rhea headbutts her. Rhea hits a Northern Light suplex in the ring. Asuka reverses reverses Riptide into a breaker. Um. Charlotte gets in Rhea's face at ringside and Asuka hits a hip attack off the table. And then after what seemed like not no time at all, like it was literally Asuka rolled Rhea back in the ring um, and then gets back in and Rhea hits a riptide to win. Yeah, uh, I, it, I, I don't finish. agree with them doing this match on a go-home when they're meant to be facing each other on the pay-per-view and, and having one of them win clean as a whistle. It's Asuka. Like, she's been taking pins since... 
December last year when she was in a tag team with Charlotte. She's been taking pins constantly. Like, remember NXT What's the difference? I remember NXT Aska. Remember I remember at Survivor Series when she had her first pay-per-view match. She was the last woman standing, killing three people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. Stay with the days, Wendy. Um, so, yeah. Um, either way, I think I just think it's silly doing that on like a fucking go-home show when you're meant to when the men to make us care about this triple threat, and it's like, yeah, Rhea's just beat Asuka clean as a fucking whistle like six days earlier, so we know Asuka's not winning. Um, <laughs> uh, after this, Drew tells uh, Kevin he had no in- intention of getting involved last week, but Braun put his hands on him and then set- vows to become WWE champion. I'll be honest, I hope he doesn't. I, I want Lashley to keep that belt a little longer and I want him to feud with somebody else. Because all Lashley's title runs been really is just Drew chasing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And get like as I say, to, to go back to what I said earlier, give Damian Priest a go. Give give him they they want to make like a new star like around that main event. Have Damian Priest go after Bobby Lashley, and then you've got an instant new star made. And they'll probably have quite a full match as well. It's not like um, got a man called Keith Lee in their books or anything. Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so sad. Bring back Keith. Um, so yeah, then we got Damian Priest versus Morrison. Um, Priest throws Morrison around. Morrison rolls uh, Priest over and hits like a rolling knee thing. Um Morrison goes for some of those fucking parkour bollocks he does. And, parkour bollocks. <laughs> and just, well, yeah, because he fucking botches the land and it's like, you don't need to keep doing that shit all the time. Because it, because the thing is, like, sometimes when he does it, like, there was, there was a tag match they were in a couple of months ago. And to break up a pin, he did, like, some, like, parkour flip. And it took him that long to set up that he nearly didn't break up the pin. And it's like, you don't need to be doing that shit all the time. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with you. I, I think he's just trying to be different because he's obviously getting to an age where he can't do as much as what he used to be able to do. Right, so I think he's just trying to stay semi-different. But then he is overdoing it, as you say. Yeah. Like, the, there was the bit on the apron where he was, like, dodging kicks and that, and that was cool. And then as soon as he tried to do the springboard and like roll through and he just like he, he almost landed on his fucking head I was like what are yeah. you doing just just calm the fuck down John come on stop that right um, <laughs> that's Kofi Kingston's gimmick and he does it better than you gimmick um, infringement again <laughs> yeah. uh, don't worry don't worry there'll be more there'll be more talk about gimmick infringement on Smackdown don't worry about oh, it mate. that's two so far how many <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Miss hits a big boot at ringside and then Morrison takes control. Um, Priest unloads on Morrison with kicks a little later on, hits a broken arrow. Um, he manages to block a top rope Spanish fly from Morrison and hits a, that wheel kick. And that was probably the best one I think he's hit. Like when <laughs> when he when he hits it properly, it looks amazing. But it, that, that. He, he fucks it up that much. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? <laughs> 
It's just I'd stop doing it to be honest. He hit like, he hit a decent one at Mania as well. To be fair, um, may, maybe it's just he, he can land it on Morrison right or something. I don't know. Just Morrison. <laughs> For, just Morrison. Super effective against John Morrison types. He'll <laughs> he'll try and hit it on Miss on Sunday, and it'll be like uh, when Jeff Hardy hit that whisper in the wind on Jinder, where he completely missed them and Jinder bumped. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, Morrison fights out of South of Heaven. Miz distracts the ref as Priest tries to hit, hit the lights. Um, and um, Priest eventually hits it on Morrison to win. Um, Miz attacks Priest. Priest fights him off and then uh, hits Morrison with a second, hit the lights. Um, yeah, just it, I'm, I'm, I'm very bored of this feud, I'll be honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm absolutely hoping and praying that this is the end of the feud. On Sunday, um, because yeah. it, it didn't need to continue. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Um, you, you, I assume you've spoken about it on news, but yeah, it, it came out during the week that they're looking for fresh faces for Raw specifically. Um, no, because it was after we recorded the news. <laughs> oh well, yeah, news. They were wanting fucking fresh faces for Raw. Damian Priest Orton. and Alistair Black are the two front runners, aren't they? They're, yeah, they're the two front runners. Um, so Damian Priest, because Alistair Black's not getting a push. Let's be honest. Because because Orton and AJ are in tag team tag teams, it's a bit like slim at the top of the card. Well, you made it that way. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't necessarily mind that they've like moved guys like that down though, away from the main event picture because it does freshen it up a bit. No, I'm all for putting other people at the top. I wish they put Braun in the tag team and just have him fucking as far away from the main event picture as possible. I wish they'd just have him chasing our truth for a 24-7 title constantly, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, it's it's always funny when you see Braun run. Exactly. Because he does his little arms like that, doesn't he? <laughs> Running like fucking Scooby and Shaggy. Um, Think how so, many uh, gifts we'd get of him just like... As Thomas the Tank Engine chasing our trip. <laughs> oh, just just have him go full train conductor. Comes out in a little train. One of those little like mountain railway trains. Just rides into the ring and back. Um, <laughs> speaking of Braun, he comes and stares down Bobby as he's warming up, kind of alluding that he's going to help Bobby out. Um, we then get another new Eva Marie vignette, and she says she's a supermodel, but she wants to be a super role model. Um, Gimmick infringement. <laughs> uh, uh, they're they're going to try and make her a face, aren't they? Oh, I, I've just got more Eva Marie pitch. How, how tone deaf is that? Like, Fuck me. Do, do they not remember what like what fans thought of her last time? Well, last time, what we thought of her is like, oh, is she going to drop her clays again? <laughs> yeah. Christ. Puppies. Here, boy. <laughs> oh, God. As Jenny and Kay Waller used to go. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Jerry the King Lawler should have stayed in the attitude here. Um, can, can you tell I've just been on an attitude here as free this week? <laughs> I mean, just the, the fact that you've brought up China multiple times and Jerry the King Lawler. Whistling. And puppies. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can stand with. And, and, and Luna Vachon at the start of the fucking podcast as well. 
Um, so yeah, uh, after this, Priest says to Pierce that he wants a lumberjack match. Um, great. We then got Lashley and Drew uh, as the main event, and this was more of the same. It was it was a fine match. It wasn't uh, bad. Yeah, it was all right. It was just a typical Lashley v Drew match. I, to be honest, I like that Lashley went straight for the hair lock, and Drew just about blocked it. Um, and Lashley, like they just end up hit like hitting each other with some like really stiff strikes. Um, Drew hits a really nice little belly to belly on the floor. Lashley just keeps grinding down and choking Drew in the corner, and um, he shoved Drew off the apron at one point, and then drives Drew into the ring post. Uh, Drew reverses a spear, throws Lashley into the turnbuckle. Lashley fights out with the uh, future shock. Drew hits a Glasgow kiss and a spine buster. Um, Lashley blocked a claymore with a crossbody, and Drew fights out with a um, hurt lock and hits a, does actually hit the claymore before he can pin him. Though Braun attacks Drew to get Lashley dequeued. Um, and um, Braun, atta- Braun helps Lashley up, hits running power slams on both men and drives Lashley through the, bar- the barricade and then hits another power slam on Drew to uh, close the show. Braun shouts to MVP, um, I should bust your head in, but I'm going to make you watch me bust your boy in. Now, there was a gif of it saying, fuck your boy, on Twitter, running about, like the meme. Did say bust. He did say bust because I specifically listened out for it. It definitely didn't say fuck. Yeah, because so I don't WWE, know where that came from. WWE <laughs> would have cut that out for shizzle. Exactly. So I don't know where this whole fuck things came from, but it was definitely bust that was said. Myth busted. <laughs> Myth busted. <laughs> buster. Um, so yeah, that was raw. Um, as always, it was. Uh, fucking dumpster fire. Um, before we move on to SmackDown, Aaron, what were your highs and lows, mate? Uh, Eva Marie can get in the bin, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my high, I think, I'm going to give to... We're going to give it to Shelton and Cedric, I think. Me too. Are you giving it as well? Yeah. Yes, boy. I, I really enjoyed it, and I thought it told like a nice little story. It, yeah, it was. It was what a five-minute match, if that. It yeah, was, sol- it was just, a solid five-minute match. Yeah, it didn't overstay its welcome. It told a really nice story, and it was cool seeing Shelton win with the T-bone suplex. He won with a T-bone. <laughs> I have, and I popped like a motherfucker when he won with a T-bone as well. Yes. Uh, what What was your low mate? Was it Eva Marie? Ah, uh, Eva Marie, fuck that noise. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I'm with you on that, pal. Oh. Yeah, I think we, we both, we're, we're both in agreement there. Lastly, more, more Cedric and Shelton, just putting back in the hair business. Um, just, just do that, Vince, come on. Just please. make Shelton's clothes accidentally fall off, I'll be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Just just to reveal his young lion gear underneath. Just his young lion gear, because he's on an excursion. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Rose, still shit. No surprise there. Um, should we get into Smackdown, mate? And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. 
check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties Brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out topropebrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't know why I said that funny. Like the man Neither do I. bread, the man well, that lives at, at least, I, I like the way we're doing the doing these roar and smackdown reviews because you have roar and you're on down, and then you go smackdown and lift you up a bit. <laughs> I thought smackdown was quite good. Um, it's all right. <laughs> so yeah, uh, show starts with Jay in the ring, and he says that Jimmy disrespected Roman, and then he introduces Roman. Um, you suck, Rob, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Oh, God, the fucking Fuck the Russian bots are talking again. I know. Um, you suck, you suck, you <laughs> suck. Um, so, yeah, Roman says he respects Cesaro and that he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, but he says that he's more than a wrestler. He's the tribal chief, the head of the table. He says WWE and Fox wouldn't want Cesaro in that position. I love, I love that Roman's starting to kind of, like, Start starting to treat himself as like the face of the company, like he's like the sort of like mandated guy. Like the shareholders have picked him, the WWE have picked him. Um, friend of the podcast, Phil Lindsay, who was actually talking about it, saying uh, that Roman's basically beating all the indie darlings just to like really solidify that as well, which is very true. Um, so yeah, uh. He said, Roman says Fox and WWE wouldn't want Cesaro in that position he's not ready uh, Roman says Cesaro's having his first ever universal t- oh, first ever world title match in WWE on um, Sunday and he, he then asks Heyman how many he's had and Heyman says well my people have, have crunched the numbers and you had 39 matches Roman's like 39 um, Cesaro's not even had one <laughs> yeah Ro- Roman's way of selling that was amazing um Jimmy then comes out, says the tribal chief is running his mouth while his brother stood there like a little bitch. Uh, Jimmy's now got a new T-shirt that says nobody's bitch. Nobody's well. bitch. In the exact same writing as the right-hand man one. Yeah, I like that. I think that's yeah. quite cool. Um, he, he questions if uh, Roman will get past Cesaro as well. Jay then tells Jimmy to show Roman respect. Jimmy says again that Roman can't beat Cesaro. Uh, like Roman actually asks him, he's like, Wait, do you actually think that? And Jimmy's like, yeah, yeah, I do. Um, Jimmy says if the Usos win the tag titles and Roman loses the universal title, that'll make them head to the table. And Roman gets absolutely livid about this. Starts screaming at Jimmy, saying he, he puts the food on the table. Um, and he, he starts he starts saying, tell you what, why don't you take the universal title? Why don't you defend it for me? And uh, J- Jimmy's like kind of goaded into challenging Cesaro to a match. And like calls him out, and then Cesaro accepts. Said he's gonna be Jim. <coughs> Jimmy. Says he's gonna beat Jimmy and then Roman. Um, 
going to beat Jimmy right. like he's going to beat Reigns at WrestleMania Backlash. Whoa. Mad words. It'd be, it'd be nice, but it's not happening. <laughs> Cesaro's got a snowball's chance in hell of fucking beating Roman, I think, which is a, is a shame. Um, so, yeah, then we got uh, the women's tag team titles on the line. Um, Shayna and Nia versus Natalia and Tamina. Um, uh, on commentary, when Natalia and Tamina come out, uh, Michael Cole, uh, Tamina has never held a major title in WWE. Our truth's coming for Michael Cole. That 24 7 title is not a major title. Our truth is coming for Michael Cole. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a fact that isn't it made out of plastic, Aaron. It's bronze. It, it looks, it's a massive bronze plate, mate. It's brass. <laughs> brass. It's worthless, is what it is. Um. Anyway, so yeah, they come out. Uh, Reginald distracts Tamina right off the bell, and then that Naya takes control of Tamina. Um, did Nath- you j- hmm? just before you go properly in the match? Did you listen in Italian's music? Did it yeah, sound any a- different to you? They've had the tribal drums over it, haven't they? Is that what it was? They've changed the drums on it, yeah. But it's like it was like the tribal drums, like that Tamina has on air music. Right. Okay. I. It was the exact same. Just something was different. I didn't know what it was. It was just because yeah, it was so little as well. Yeah. It, it sounded like they've added like the drums from Tamina's onto Natalia's music, which I did, I thought it went quite well actually. Yeah, it, um, it was just different. I just didn't know what it was, but yeah. okay, it's fair. Right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Natty and Tamina, double team Shayna, Reginald distracts the ref and gets ejected. Um, Naya then hits a Samoan drop onto Tamina into the barricade, which looked grim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That it, it, looked, it looked sad. Um, the heels isolate and work over Natalia. Uh, Tamina slams Shayna onto Naya to break up with him, which was great. Um, although I didn't like the fact that Naya was just kind of lying there watching it happen. In slow motion, um, it's just a stinky fucking just brutal. Some brutal spots in this match. It was just horrible. I didn't think it was a bad match, though. To be fair, no, it was, it was, it was all right. Match, yeah. Was, yeah. The thing is, with these weekly shows, obviously they only get a certain amount of time these days. They would rather yeah. cut millions of promos, so it's yeah. the best you're getting on a weekly show. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, Shayna tries to stop Tamina from hitting a superfly superfly splash a little bit later on. Uh, Natalia pulls her off the apron and hits a German suplex into the barricade, which, again, looked grim. Um, Naya then, Simone drops Natalia, and Tamina hits a superfly splash on Naya as as she's doing the move uh, to become the new tag team champions. Um, Obviously, they don't call it a superfly splash, right? McAfee did. Oh, did he? I didn't Multiple hear him. Times. Oh, I didn't hear him. Because Multiple times he called it done, the Superfly Splash. Because she'd done the Superfly pose in the middle of the ring as well, and nobody said anything about it. And yeah. obviously... Uh, <laughs> Vince was just panicking about the Dark Side of the Ring episode getting made yeah. about it. <laughs> um, um, there's also the bit where Naya goes for... She hits her body slam on Natalia in the middle of the ring, and then it looks like she goes for her leg drop, but she does an elbow instead. Like, if you're so far into doing the finishing move, why not just do it? 
No, yeah. just <laughs> she did. She did like the proper gangrel one where he like he looks like he's doing a leg drop and then twists at the last minute. Yeah, and it's so <laughs> stupid. Like just hit. <laughs> Um, but yeah, new tag team champions. After the match, they uh, thank the WWE Universe and say like, "You're never too, was it? You're never too old to chase a dream." Because obviously they're both like uh, near the near yeah. in the, the twilight of their careers in WWE's eyes. Natalia always had faith in me. Well, obviously she never. She was no for nine years. <laughs> All I'm gonna say is they should have these should have won at Mania if they were get if they were that's planning. A, that's exactly were, what I said to her. I was like, "What is the point in this match? Why if not they were just planning on putting it. the belts on them anyway? Why not just do it at Mania when there's fans? Because that meant uh, that meant a lot to Tamina and Natalia. It would have meant even more if they had fans because Tamina was so fucking over yeah. at WrestleMania. It was ridiculous. It was like that's the biggest pop Tamina's ever got. Like. Huh? Just, just fucking do it but I, I don't understand like obviously what's happened is they do their usual book it week by week like on the same night so they've just went ah fuck it we'll use the titles why not yeah <laughs> um, stupid hopefully uh, this means that Shana and Naira are going to split up as well no? yeah. it should do hopefully. it won't they'll for, probably for, win titles back Shana. in like too. Yeah. Or Shana, hopefully. Shana's so much better than this. Um so then we um we see Apollo and Commander Aziz heading to the ring. Uh Aziz just like slams like his staff down to scare people. Makes everyone um, shit themselves. <laughs> and he doesn't even flinch when he does it. He just he just does it and they all shit themselves. He just carries on walking. Um oh. Heyman um is then met by Kayla, who's waiting outside Roman's um dressing room and he says that Roman can and will defeat Cesaro um, back in the ring we've got Apollo presenting Commander Aziz with the Nigerian Medal of Honor for keeping him <laughs> keeping him safe from all who I didn't even notice it was stairs it's just on like a Nigerian like flagged box and then yeah. it's not till later on when he lifts it up it's like whoa hold on that's like that's steel step <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he, he basically says he's helping him keep keep him safe from everyone, and says there's a lot of nutty people around chasing him for his belt. Um, Apollo says he'll be the Intercontinental Champion for life um, because Commander Aziz is going to keep it keep him safe. Um, Biggie then shows up on the screen, says the ceremony is as big a sham as Macklemore winning Best Rap Album. Um, Sammy then comes out and runs down Big E and <laughs> straight away Apollo's like, you idiot! <laughs> uh, and, like, screaming at Sammy for like, interrupting him. Um, and then like, Sammy's just like trying to defuse the situation. Like, calm, yeah. calm down. He's just and, like, calm down. We've got a conflict interest here. You're holding my baby. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's basically trying to like, he's trying to weasel his way into an Intercontinental title match. Um Kevin Owens' music hits and like Sammy's like, no, you're not supposed to be here. And then like Kevin Owens chases Sammy. Uh, Apollo and Aziz start beating up KO. Biggie makes the save. They all end up brawling. Um, at one point, Kevin Owens goes for a super kick on Apollo, accidentally hits Biggie. Then he hits Apollo with one. Um, 
he hits Sammy with a stunner. He goes for one on Biggie. Biggie reverses it into a big ending. And then he goes for one on Apollo and Commander Aziz just like pulls him out and saves the day again. Yeah, like like properly and, drags him out from the in between the ropes and just carries him like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want a similar thing to like AJ and Omos with Apollo and Aziz. Yeah. Just I like mean, carry it. Carry it, it around. Yeah. It, it works. Like, I'm all for it. Yeah, Apollo like as this sort of like foreign menace has really kind of grown on me as much as as much as I don't like the trope, I think because Apollo's like really buying into it, he's just hamming it up. It's uh, it's weirdly working. Yeah, I said this at the get at the beginning when it first started. I was like, I'm not feeling it just now, but he needs to bring more into the character and stuff for me. He is doing it. He's getting there. He's mm. I'm I'm enjoying it more. So yeah, he's doing his job. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm enjoying Commander Aziz as well. I think he's fucking great. Yeah. Um. After this, we get uh, Ray and Dolph. Um, speaking of gimmick infringement, uh, Dolph in. Ziggler wrestling a Randy Orton match. Yeah, well, because <laughs> he kept going for that fucking headlock. Oh, um, fuck this, me! This was re- went way too long. Um, <laughs> so basically, even I got bored of this match. I, I, I was so bored. I'm all for sticking up for Ziggler and shit, but this is shite. When no, the thing is, Dolph's great when he when he's when he's motivated to go, but this just felt like a bog standard. He's, he's went too much into character work as a heel and just went, I'm gonna do the shitest match possible, just keep him on the ground. It's like, come on. Yeah. It's just it just wasn't good. Um no. Yeah, he, he has a headlock in for what felt like forever. It was like the first like two or three minutes of the match. Um, Ray knocks Dolph out of the ring at one point, hits a diving splash on the floor, uh, misses a springboard crossbody, and Dolph hits an inverted power slam on him. Uh, Ray hits a tornado DDT. Dolph tries for a superplex. Ray blocks and hits a seated sent on. Uh, Dolph blocks the 619, hits a fame asset, and then misses a super kick. Dodges another 619, hits a super kick for a two. Um, Again, I'm, I'm I'm not sold on Dolph using the super kick as the finisher either, because no. it's it's so diluted by everybody fucking using it. Like the Usos use it, obviously uh, over in AEW, everyone fucking uses it. NXT, okay. Gargano and Cole use it like ad nauseum. Yeah, Cesaro hit one tonight. Kevin Owens still uses it on a regular as well. Yeah. He literally did on the show. Yeah, um, and it it. It shouldn't be. It's been diluted that much. I don't think he should be trying to get it over as a finisher because he's never going to if all the people are using it. As you say, it's not going to go over if everyone's using it. It, it yeah. worked before. Like he was doing it in what, 2013, 2014? Like he was doing it. He yeah, was... but that was before everybody everywhere was doing it. Yeah. It's, it's no. a. That's the problem. Um, Play games like Yeah. No one's doing the zigzag, so just keep doing the fucking zigzag. Keep doing um, the zigzag. <laughs> I mean, it's not the best finisher, but it's it's different from like everything else. It, the zigzag is better for when he hits it on a big boy, like Mark Henry or Big Show. They're the best yeah. to use it on. That one he hit on Montez 4 the other week was amazing. Uh, um, 
But yeah, Dolph, Dolph body slams Ray and then tries for another, and Ray small packages him to win. Um, they, this match up. went far too fucking long. Like, now, far too long. And they obviously don't trust Rude that much to have Ziggler fight him both. I think, Dom well, no, it, it was just, I think that was more because obviously they did the whole, like, Dominic rolling up Ziggler to win. So Ziggler was like, okay, well, I'm going to be right now this this week to prove a point to Dominic. Um, yeah. Yeah, just. Again, this this tag team match, I get the I get the impression that Ray and Dominic are probably going to beat Dolphin Rude. They definitely they definitely should because Dolphin Rude haven't really done anything for the tag titles. They've kind of, if anything, they've devalued them because they've barely defended them. Um, yeah. But again, why couldn't we have just got that at WrestleMania? Nice moment in front of the fans. Well, yeah. What were Dolphin Rude doing? Um... They went on the show. Oh, they were on they, that battle royal in Friday, aren't they? They were in the fatal four-way tag team match, uh, tag, uh, tag title match that was on SmackDown. Ah, aye, that was it. Um, yeah. So anyway, backstage we get Cesaro saying competing for the Universal Championship means the world to him, and he was told that he couldn't do it, um, but he he knows he can. Um, he says that he doesn't ask for acknowledgement; he's going to earn it, and that he knows he can beat Roman. Um, we then see Ray and Dominic saying they're ready to make history. Uh, Dove says Dominic doesn't belong there. And <laughs> Bob Roode keeps calling him Baby Dom. Um, and Dominic says they'll call him Baby Champ after Backlash. Whoa! And, oh, <laughs> Ray pulls like a motherfucker for it. Whoa! Yeah, but the, the best part of it was... <laughs> the best part of it was Roode afterwards going like, hey, no, 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 these, these are our belts. <laughs> It was so shit, but so good. Um, um, Me- Megan Moron seems a bit out of place, doesn't she? She doesn't oh, seem to enjoy her annoying. job. <laughs> she's very annoying. I don't don't like her at all. No, she's she seems very. I'm just here to get paid and do what I'm told. I'm not going to yeah. enjoy it. But. Yeah. Um, so after this, uh, in the ring, Michael Cole interviews Bianca. Uh, Bianca asks where Bailey is, and Bailey appears on the screen. Uh, says that they won't be in the ring together until Sunday. Uh, Bianca implies she's going to make quick work of Bailey. Bailey uh, Bianca then says that Bailey's mad that while she was getting thrown down the ramp by the Bells at WrestleMania, she was main eventing it. Um, and Bailey's like kind of Bailey was quite jovial and like its tone really shifted as soon as Bianca said that, and ba- Bailey's like. Cuts what I thought was a really good promo, saying like, "I I see in I look in the mirror and I see a for, um, my, my former self is what my former says. self, yeah, yeah." Um, and then she says that Bianca's fairy tale ends for good at Backlash. Um, we then see King Corbin polishing his crown. A little bit of foreshadowing there, Aaron. Um, and <laughs> go straight into uh, Nakamura versus Corbin from that. Um. Nakamura calls Corbin the king of sadness and says he's the king of strong style. Corbin talks about his watches again because he's a blade. Um, oh, I can beat people up in my 40 grand watch and my $10,000 suit. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we feel a bit that, all right? Yeah. Uh, both, both men are trade strikes. This was really like, it wasn't a long match, but it was really fucking stiff. Um, 
both guys were like there was, there was a bit where Corbin like had Nakamura's like arms trapped and was just elbowing him in the side of the head looking nasty yeah. um, Corbin goes for like that slide around the ring post clothesline Nakamura reverses it into an armbar and Corbin stacks him up for a pin uh, to win um, they, this was this was an alright match uh, I think these two actually have like really good chemistry and I'm hoping if they if they're doing a feud with them, I'm hoping they give them a, a little bit more time to have a better match. Um, if it's what I think it's leading to. Come on, you want to talk about it? Come on, well, mate. I'm going to. Come I'm going on, to, mate. mate. It's, it's called it's called foreshadowing. I've got another point to make first. Oh, come on, mate. <laughs> then, then yeah, if it's what I think it's leading to, then that'd be cool too. Uh, so after the bell, Nakamura Kinshasa's Corbin and steals his crown, which. And also on commentary, Pat McAfee was making a fucking huge deal out of the fact that Corbin was King of the Ring, which makes me think they're bringing back King of the Ring this year. Yeah, well, when Nakamura, it, it was a bit annoying. This is my thing against Nakamura, his emotional thing where he just overdoes everything. Like I thought that was funny. It, oh, it just grinds on me. I don't know why. I, I love, I love the way like when he when he stepped over Corbin as well. He just stomped on. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm totally for that. It's when you're holding the crown going, oh, what did I do? Oh, it's a crown. Am I going to put it on my head? Am I not? Ooh, let's shake it about a bit first. <laughs> I, I, I thought, I thought, see, I thought that was pretty good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Uh, I enjoyed Nakamura's like over, like over dramaticness of it. I thought right. it was. Just put it on your head, mate. <laughs> this one, mate. It's proper, this is coming. proper Nakamura. We, oh. You know it's proper Nakamura. You know we've been crying that it's not prop, not been get proper Nakamura. Now we've got him. You fucking moaning. Play oh. the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I know it's good anyway. Um, and did you see Xavier Woods' tweet this morning about it? No. <laughs> he just put, "Wait, that's mine." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, just do it, please. Just give Xavier Woods King of the Ring. That's all we make, all we make want. King of the Ring, get Xavier Woods in there. Do it. Yeah, because Woods is the only guy from the New Day who's not at the singles push. And he's been so good recently. That, you've got give to remember, though. Yeah, I, I'm totally agreeing with you. Give him something, but he doesn't necessarily need it. He holds, like, history. In his name with longest reigning tag champs and multiple tag champs. True. He do, um, doesn't necessarily need it, but... He needs that crown. He needs a crown. Give him the King of the Ring crown. Give him the crown. Have him then have a title shot. Let him, let him at least have a world title shot against someone. Um, I've, I've Bobby Lashley made him or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Do it. That'll, that'll be all right. Um, <laughs> uh, we then see Apollo demanding Pierce punish Big E, KO, and Sami Zayn. Uh, he's like, he's saying, "What kind of ship are you running here?" Um, Sonya then like makes like some like snide remarks, saying, "Careful, he might make you face them all like he did to Roman." And then Pierce says, "That's actually a good idea." The next week you'll be uh, facing them in a fatal four way, um, and then tells Sonya not to undermine him in front of uh, the wrestlers. Yeah, um, don't do a Stephanie to make Foley prick. <laughs> I, I think this is going to lead to Pierce being GM on one brand and Sonya GM on another. I mean, it would 
make sense rather than two of them. They're having just... like that kind of back and forth, aren't they? Yeah. Like they would if they were on opposite brands anyway. Um, either that or Sonia's going to end up being Charlotte's manager. Um, so after this, we see Shinsuke and Myron as crowned in the mirror, um, which was great. I I enjoyed this a lot. Um, and then we get another Alistair Black vignette, uh, chapter three, The Lesson. Um, did, did you notice anything about this, Aaron? I seen a shadow of like a puppet figure and it had like a hat on it and it looked very dead man-like. That wasn't what I was going for, but the, it would be cool if they did that kind of dynamic with Alistair Black and Undertaker maybe as his manager. They're talking about his father or the father. The dark father. So, the dark father, there you go. Um, that wasn't what I was actually getting at. So I'll well, I'll, I'll go into it and I'll see see what you think of this. Okay. Um, so he says he's a cruel man, and that he chose he chose greatness while he, he's talking specifically to someone now. He says while well, you chose the architect. This first clue, oh. uh, and he said I could teach you a lesson, but I won't because you you're quite happy to sit at home. And be, and be a spectator while I'm a participant. I think we're gonna get him. His initial feud is gonna be Buddy Murphy. Oh, I mean, because it's... they've got history. He's he's alluding to the fact that Murphy's stuck at home, and that uh, as soon as he like said the architect, I was like, okay, well he's talking about Rollins there. I don't think he's gonna go after Rollins because Rollins a heel. And he's quite clearly a heel. Um, Wasn't Murphy a heel last time we saw him? He came back back again. (laughs) Murphy's just fucking... They just use him as and when they please. Uh, I I wouldn't be against, though, getting an Alistair Black Murphy match because the chemistry they have is incredible. They both Um, bang matches, so... Yeah. I'll take it. But that... That's what I got. And I think it would be kind of a good feud, first feud for Alistair with this new character to kind of just demolish Murphy. Um, I mean, Murphy's kind of a lost cause at this point. So he's not going to... Yeah. He, he's not He's not going to exactly... He, he's not going to get damaged anymore by getting fed to Alistair Black. Yeah. They might, they might even fucking strike gold and have it so Alistair Black's like elevated and Murphy's eleva- elevated as a baby face. Come on, mate. Come on, realistic. Well, yeah, that's it. I don't know, SmackDown are good at doing like the sort of elevating both guys thing. So if it was on Raw, I'd have zero faith in it, but SmackDown, who knows? Um, We then see uh, Jimmy Uso cut a promo. Uh, He says he thought his first match back would be tagging with uh, Jay. Um, And he says that the Usos don't need Roman, Roman doesn't need them. And then says, like, I'll show you what I'm going to do now. Um, it's weird, isn't it? Because Jimmy's not exactly a face, but he's not exactly a heel either. Well, he's very, like, kind of toeing the line. Yeah, because he doesn't know what to do, obviously. Mm. So he's a bit in between. Like, that, that's fair. It makes total sense. Like, I'm yeah. In agreement with what's happening just now with his character. Like, yeah. He wants to help his brother out, but not his cousin. It's fair. Yeah. So. He, looked, he looked good, though. Looked very good. Um, I, th- I think he's a. I know it's his first match back. I think he's a bit slower than Jay, like doing things. 
Yeah, he's got but, dodgy knee mates. Well, exactly. Like first match back, I'm, that's fair. But he, I think he looked like he was in good, like in good shape though. Yeah, good shape. Still looked very technical really good shape. in the ring. Yeah, mm. all for it. Um, yeah. So uh, early on, um, again, this kind of like alludes to the sort of like toe in the line a bit. So early, earlier on, um, Cesaro's like one step ahead of Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy fakes hurt in his knee and Cesaro goes to check on him and then he gets super kicked for his troubles. Um, Cesaro dodges a corner hip attack, gets a roll up for a two count. Jimmy hits a big dive on Cesaro. Uh, back from the break, uh, Cesaro unloads on Jimmy with uppercuts. Jimmy blocks the uh, neutralizer. Cesaro like lands on his feet. He goes for the uh, springboard cut, <laughs> springboard uppercut and uh, he super kicks Cesaro. The airs look great. Um, Cesaro then hits a top rope superplex and a cannonball off the apron, followed by a running uppercut into the timekeeper's area. Um, and Roman attacks Cesaro at ringside to cause a DQ. After the match is where it already starts, kind of like the story stuff happens. So Jimmy's arguing with Roman, saying he thinks he had Cesaro beat. Um, and as like as Jimmy's like walking away, Roman goes after him, and they're both arguing like on the ramp. Cesaro attacks Jay. Roman eventually makes the save as and um, then like Jay and Roman are both like kind of shouting at Jimmy to help them beat up Cesaro. Cesaro ends up fighting them all off. Um, and as soon it, as Cesaro gets his hands on Jay, Jimmy eventually jumps up. Yeah, and Cesaro super kicks him off the apron. Um, yeah, and then he hits a pair of neutralizers on a on Jay while staring at Roman and shouting, "This is your cousin. Come on." Help your cousin out. Come on. Uh, I like the fact yeah. that whenever Romans feud them with people now, they always straight away kind of go for, well, why he's helping you. Why wouldn't you help him? Yeah. Um it's not it's not getting to the point where it's overused, yes. No, but and then it's, it's also the case of Jay should be seeing that Reigns doesn't help him. He's obviously not. Which is where Jimmy's gonna come in and then Jimmy's going to fall in line and the Usos are going to win the tag titles. Such an in-depth storyline on WWE. Fuck me. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you know, the only reason it's happening is because fucking Paul Heyman's got like carte blanche on it. Yeah. And he, him and Roman are like working on it together. Roman's got the fucking creative control. Brother, brother, brother. Brother, brother, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was smack diddly down. I thought it was a fucking awesome show. Um, yeah. What were your highs and lows there? Eh. I think my low is going to have to be Ziggler and Ray, to be honest. It was pitch. Yeah, same. Too, so, sorry, Ziggler, it, but... It went too long, and it was the only thing I really didn't enjoy on the show. Yeah. Um. What about your high? Uh, um... Cesaro and Jimmy match wasn't great. It was okay. Uh, since it surprised me, I'll go with the women's tag title match. Okay. I, think there's a, I think it's the first time I've ever put a women's tag title match as my high. <laughs> I think it's the first time any of us have put a women's tag title match. That's Oh, sorry. A women's tag title, title match that's not on NXT. Yeah. Because yeah. we, we had the NXT women's tag title match the other week. Um, yeah, I, I'm... In agreement with you for uh, Dolphin Ray as the lower, it went way too long. Um, 
my high was just seeing them keeping the ball rolling with the Alistair Black stuff. Uh, it obviously wasn't on the show last week, and there was a bit of like, there's always a bit of concern when oh, shit. They, <laughs> when they're doing when they're building a character and they leave them off there. It's like, oh god, here we go. Just like forgotten about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just I just like the whole like the I like the aesthetic of it. I like um, I like the sort of way the tease and the like little things now they're just sprinkling bits in. I I just I think it's different and it's compelling. And that's one of the things you kind of need when it comes to WWE shows, different and compelling, because most of the time they don't have that duty. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a uh, that was the show. That was Raw and SmackDown. Oh. Um, I, I'd have, I'd ask you which you thought was better, but we both know it's SmackDown. Yeah, um, we don't need to argue that <laughs> every every week. Um, same thing every week. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening to us, guys. We will catch you next time. Bye. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wears red and yellow and sits in the corner at parties crying. Salt Hogan. <laughs> Fuck's sake. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing.